Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Anthony Smith, and you're listening to Nia Boom. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Jack Quay, Mr. My Beats is here, and right now you're in the mix with my girl Nia Boom. What's up? It's your girl, Tisha Cameron Martin, and you are in the mix with New York City's own DJ Nia Boom. Keep it live. This is Tommy Two-Face, and you are now tuned in to NYC. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Miss J from Philly, and you're now rocking with New York's finest DJ, Nia Boom. Don't go nowhere, for real. Keep it locked, right here. Hey, hey, hey. It's your boy, DJ Booth. You know I represent New York City. You know I represent Brooklyn, and you're now rocking with New York City's own Nia Boom. Yo, Nia, yeah. drop that shit. Nia, you, 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 you the bomb, man. You the, you the bomb. No, you. You the bomb. Hey, what's good, y'all? You are tuned in the Boom Show. DJ Nia Boom here, <laughs> giving you the goodness. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so we got a dope show for y'all tonight. I'm glad you tuned in. We have a very special guest on the line, so I'm gonna get him on the line with us in just a second. Make sure y'all tuned in, Free DJ Radio. You know how I do every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and Straight Official Magazine or Straight Official Radio, shall I say? You can always catch me there as well. Um, so tonight. So today I'm welcoming the legendary cocaine, you know what I'm saying, West Coast legend at that. So uh, we're going to get him on a line and chop it up with him. Cocaine, are you there? I'm right here, right here. Appreciate you. All right, all right. Uh, no, thank you for coming on. Uh, like I said, this is uh, definitely an honor uh, to have you on. I'm originally from the West Coast, so... You know what I'm saying, and from what I understand, you originally from this side, <laughs> in a way. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying, right. from the Bronx. I'm in the Bronx. I'm in the South Bronx right now. Uh, so this is this is a uh, good shit. Um, so yeah, man, tell the people. You know, um, I don't even know where I want to start, but um, I would say just give give the people a little bit of background about yourself. Uh, you know what I'm saying, where you from, and. And, yeah, man, how do you, you fit into this whole hip-hop game? Well, I represent, you know, well, I was born in South Bronx, but I moved early, my mom moved at an early age, when I was early age, and uh was raised in California, a town called Pomona, California. And, uh, of course, I come from a musical background because my dad was a successful uh, ranger, uh, producer, his works include Just My Imagination from The Temptation. He wrote over 500 compositions, created the funk brother. So you kind of say like music has always been in my DNA. So I've been doing music for about 30 years, and you know, in the mid 80s, you know, we had our own story to tell. You know, coming from what Ice T did with Colors, and coming from the different suppression. You know, and right. uh, growing up in the, those early 80s putting out records, um, it was uh, the West Coast is very impressionable on my style and also the funk because that's what made up the, the real West Coast uh, to make it catapult is by going back to the Parliament origins with George Clinton, Bootsy Collins, and Funkadelic. You know what I mean? So back in the early 80s, I always tried to emulate those great artists like Rick James and Curtis Mayfield and, and George Clinton. And that was like 83. And 84, I really started taking it serious. You know, I, I had an idea of what I wanted to do at an early age, even in the 70s. But uh, I really stepped up and uh, really took it serious. And my cousin also got a group called Above the Law. His name is Gregory Hutchinson, Cole 187. And back when it was getting put on in 1988, when Ruthless Records was first coming out with Boys in the Hood, they uh, knew a cat by the name of Laylaw, who was a contributing uh, member of NWA, but he the one who had the bag of money. Him and Easy used to do a lot of business. And he knew Q. Right. So at the same time, we were from Pomona, California. So when Bubba Law got put on, doing this stuff and signed, you know, I was following right under their wing and did a three-song demo with my cousin Code 187 from the group of Buffalo. Easy heard my demo, 
and less than a week, Easy said, man, I got my George Clinton, I got my Curtis Mayfield, and Cocaine Bus because I was <laughs> one of the first first ones from that West Coast sound to, to do the singing, how I do it, real singing and with the real B-boy stuff. So that landed me right. in 1989, and then, you know, my first successful record, um, my first record actually came out on the Rufus Records in 1991, but the record label at that time, Epic Records, the distribution was so scared of my name that they turned around and called me, who am I? So that started a lot of <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that started a lot of things. Uh, they figured cocaine, but we turned it around to, to not advocate drugs, but just talking about it's the word dope is the sign of the time. Them are the our words. Dope. Right. Now you see everybody joy crack and crack music. But back then they wasn't having it. So easy yeah, said, that's all right. You got <laughs> Yeah, Easy said you gotta work a little bit harder. And he said, I wanna give you a chance to write for the NWA project. So I wrote I co wrote Appetite of Destruction, wrote E V E part. My first platinum records was uh Niggas for Life as well as guest appearance on Niggas for Life. So that started the whole thing, and then they allowed me to keep going and keep going, and I started getting on a lot of hooks. So after 28 years, I've been blessed enough to be over 4,000 features, most features in any genre of music, the most featured artists in the world. Wow. I know. I was I was uh, reading about that. I was like, shit, that's crazy. Like, is that like a, a Guinness World Book, like a Guinness record or – is that yeah, just well, like... it's, break, it's, just, it's breaking the records right now because at, at a time they didn't have a slot for it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's not like you've seen a million songs done with Prince. They weren't even thinking about that. But years later when hip-hop came in, you know, it really ushered in and catapulted, you know, doing beats and hooks. Not, beat, not, not just beats and hooks, but just doing rapping and singing. And then later through the years, after I made made those successful records, you had Nate Dogg come through, which was doing a lot of hooks as well. Because the only two people they were coming to the most in the 1990s and early 2000s is Cocaine and the late great Nate Dogg, which is his birthday today. So happy Nate birthday! Right, I was, <laughs> I was, yeah, uh, man. Salute to him, rest in peace. I was going to ask you about that, as far as sure. you know, how you felt about his influence. Not only in, on, on the West Coast, you know what I'm saying, but in, in on hip hop and hip hop in general. Uh, because he definitely, right. you know, was a unique uh you know, brought a unique sound and was a unique individual and uh definitely gone too soon, man. Definitely. Um but oh, how do you feel about definitely. his contribution? Yeah. Oh, his legacy lasts forever back when uh, when I was signed to Rufus Records uh Nate Dog Nate Dogg uh, was, I was introduced to Nate Dogg to Warren G and him and Snoop. And this is way before okay. Death Row. Actually, actually, Suge was our bodyguard at the time, a mobile on cocaine, and DLC's bodyguard, actually. And, oh, wow. uh, okay. Yeah, so at the actual record that, 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 uh, that I was working on, I was working on my records, Rufus Records. And before Death Row, Code 187, that was, Snoop's artist. I'm not not Snoop artist, but that was Code 187 artist Snoop, and he was gonna work with with uh, this cat that just came from the Armed Services, which was Nathaniel Nate Dogg. So they came up to our oh, studio wow. a lot in Centinella, <laughs> and this was going along the same year after you know the Niggas Were Live came out. Dre was stuck on leaving, and we created this sound uh, that we called G Funk. T-Funk was created by Bubble on Cocaine first. Okay. So all those oh, wow. Okay. Around, yes, this is actually true. So all those cats, it's documented too. So all those cats was around us, and during the turmoil at Rufus Records, everybody was, like, confused and was going to leave. So we was going to leave with Dre, and, we, you know, Suge and them had wanted to start this death row thing. Death row, right. But we, okay. rekindled, we rekindled our business relationship with Easy. But Dr. Dre passed on that for some reason. And, you know, six months later, you know, Warren G. Well, first, Dr. Dre asked Hutch, man, I just listened to Snoop Dogg's 
uh, demo tape because my, my stepbrother Warren G brought this the song to me. Do you? He actually asked permission for Code 187 to use Snoop Dogg, and that started Snoop Dogg in his career over there. But we backed up. We rekindled our business relationship. We got some issues straight with the paperwork over there with Jerry Heller. And then six months later, we hear everybody, you know, G-funking and stuff and different other stuff. So that started a lot of turmoil between Ruthless Records and Death Row Records at the time because we felt that they were taking our concept and they were trying to ruin the homies' relationships and different other things, EZE, when EZE went a pump. He, he wasn't going to diss nobody because he was getting he, – he still had people on the contract like Dr. Dre. So he was actually getting mm. more money off those records. You know what I'm saying? Easy was a real true boss. But then a lot of beef started happening and different other things start carrying on. And it was sad later through the mid-'90s where, you know, Easy he lost his life of complication of AIDS. You know, after yeah. that story happened, you know, and also being around Tupac as well because I was my little brother. You know, you can you can look up right now and look up cocaine feature Tupac. You see us performing in nineteen ninety one and ninety two. So when you see these you happen to witness these three gentlemen. I'm talking about Easy E, I'm talking about Tupac and Nate Dog, and to be able to share each other's influence. You know what I'm saying? I think that was very instrumental in continuing to hold up the West Coast flag and the type of stuff that we love to do. Because it was hard. After yeah. Those, you know, gentlemen that passed and contributed so much, but that's one of the, you know, reasons why I continued on to 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 stay persistent with the good music and the type of funk that we do called cheap funk because it resonated across the whole world. And it influences, I mean, you can look at the documentary that Warren G put out. So that's what tree I come from. I come from the real authentic, ruthless tree. I wasn't around just years later after he died. I stayed loyal to EZE, and I still stay loyal to EZE, even as he passed on. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, yeah, that was a lot. I don't, I don't know where I want to start, but... Uh, yeah, man, I mean, I think that easy, you know, that whole, you know, it definitely set off, uh, you know, the West Coast movement. And um, right. as, as far as, like, um, God, what I want to say. Okay, so as far as, like, your, how do you feel about um, the collaboration <laughs> Of West Coast artists right now Because like you said it's, And I think it's like all across the board In the industry You know people don't I don't feel like they collaborate Like they used to back in the day um, And like you know uh, what I'm saying Just like bring everybody up And, and making sure that You know what I'm saying You're, you're keeping this, this particular sound alive And, and this movement alive uh, You feel like West Coast artists These days You know Nipsey, YG uh, You know Kendrick or whomever Do you feel like there's and besides them, but but do you feel like there's a collaborative effort to keep a certain, I won't say a certain sound, but do you think they collaborate as much as y'all did back then? Um, Not as much as we did. Those were different times, you know. You really didn't yeah. have, you really couldn't, it wasn't about being on Facebook to sell your records. You know what I'm saying? Those right. were different <laughs> times, you know, with the transition of technology. It kind of it kind of like twisted the game up a little bit, and this game has mostly been about gossip orientated business as opposed to the authenticity of good music, great concepts, and vision. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the '90s and '80s, that was the blueprint for the branches which you have today in the Nipsey Hustle. But at the same time, they're right. really defying gravity by by a business point of view, which is very exceptional. You know, especially when those young days, because when we come, when we came to Ruthless Records, we weren't really concentrating on a lot of contracts. We were just concentrating on, like, getting the heck out the ghetto and off the streets, stop selling dope. You know what right. I'm saying? So to see some some of uh, the youngsters, how they're doing it, and really, really expanding their business is really good because a lot of people don't get it. You know what I'm saying? They always, and I had to get it years later. 
it's the music is about one thing, but it's about the business of music. I'm not in the music industry. I'm in the music business. And what they're doing right. is showing that that you can make music, but it's equally and congruently more important just to handle your business. You know what I mean? So I think it's good for the independent, you know, because once you get your economy back and you start learning about 360 deals and other things, you can start off from a small cubicle, and if you do the right things as an independent and you go out there, the power of your network is good, you also can bring innovative approach of different business ideas. And see, I think that's what some of the youngsters were able to make a pivot on, you know, prior to, to, to versus, you know, us doing it at our time. You know what I mean? Now, of course, everything is all good. I mean, you know, all my business is straight, you know, but I had to learn years later and, and you know, different people. And, but now we paid the cost and laid down the foundation for them to be the boss. It's all all tribal It's it's a good thing And I encourage all artists To to use those Those youngsters that you just named As a prototype Because that's what what you gotta do In this brutal business It's one of the coldest brutal business Worship in the dope game I'm talking about the music You know In order to protect, protect yourself You just gotta sit down Don't rush it you know what I mean? And get the education you need, you know what I'm saying, to, to continue to make records and make money all doing what you love to do. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 but I guess that's a little bit along the lines of what I was going to ask you uh, later on. But, you know, what advice would you give to, to young artists, um, you know, on a come up? But I guess that's that's pretty much it, would you say? Oh, word up, word up. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a lot um, of information, but I'm trying to, you know, I'll try to sum it up the best way I can. So I hope it makes sense. No, definitely, and I think that's that's a big thing that sometimes, especially you know, early artists and this, it's like there's a music and then there's a music business. You know, I mean, but but right now as a whole, it's like this is a business, and if you want to be successful in it, you have to look at it like that. You know, you can't just focus on the the art itself. All the time, you gotta really like think about how you're gonna make this lucrative. Cause you know, ultimately, you want to feed your family and you want to be able to do this, you know, make a living out of it. So, absolutely, I think that's you know, like super important. Absolutely, yes, ma'am, totally agree. You know, yeah. Um, all right. So I have some fun questions I want to ask you in just a second. But y'all tuned in right now, DJ Nia Boom, Cocaine. On the line, um, where did you get your name? Did that come, I mean, essentially, like you said, I think before it just came from, you know, just just wanting to, like, do dope. So <laughs> you felt like you wanted a name that well, represented that? Well, I, I mean, originally my name was called Jay Gold. because my grandmother's name. Yeah, I got funny color eyes. So she would call me Jay Gold. You're not funny. <laughs> So, you know, nice. green, funny color eyes. I appreciate that. But uh, she she named me yeah. that. Okay. And in 1988, my cousin called 187, which means, you know, lyrical murder 187. That's what that meant. That was his actual original name. But he didn't want to use that name. And he said, cousin, I got the perfect name for you, man, because nobody could do what you can do, man. How you sing, how you sound like George, how you bust and all that. He said, you can't call it nothing but cocaine because it's pure dope. It's uncut. Yeah. So I stepped back, and I didn't have to contemplate too long. I was like, that's dope. We stick it with cocaine. And Eric loves our show. Let's talk about EDC because he was, it was no secret to controversy. You know what I mean? You know, niggas for life. They didn't want to play niggas for life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Above the law. But, so it was like controversy was king to him. And I just fit into the whole ruthless core. I fit better than the OJ Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, as far as your um, collaborations, like crazy, right. you talked about like over 4,000. Is there anybody that you haven't collaborated with? That you would like to 
Oh, I would have loved to collaborate with Michael Jackson. I've seen him and met him a couple of times. Oh, dope. And, and uh, you know, when he walked into the room, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not scared of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because actually, I used to be in recording studios when I was a puppy, you know, and my dad be recording with the OJs or somebody. So, you know, to see another, you know, I know Smokey Robinson, uh, the late auntie, uh, Risa Franklin. You know, so I've been oh, wow. around. So it wasn't yeah. like no secret, but when I met Michael, I, I, my mouth froze. I'm not oh, even going to lie. I'm like, I, 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 he's like, yeah, I, I know your father. Oh, I'm I like, see you. Because <laughs> if you look up Jerry Long Sr., you, you realize where I came from. I'm Jerry Long Jr. And uh, yeah. I would have loved to work with Mike. Um but there's a lot of incredible MCs that are here and those those real legendary icons that are gone. Like I, I, I had a chance to work with, with with P from Prodigy, him and Alchemist, man. We got like a these eight bangers, Pa, uh K M G, Mac Dre, you know, so sometimes I sit back and and say, All this stuff is surreal. Because my, my yeah. arms just didn't extend on the West Coast. I mean, I got records with Puffy, Buster Rhymes, Jadakiss, uh, the late great, what was the kid? Uh, uh, Jay Dilla, that was my little bro. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, wow. you know, I, when you look up when you look up cocaine, and see, that's what the mystique that was built up on there. And it's a very, it, it, it's not bad to have mystique. Because once the shock value comes, it's according to a season. A lot of people didn't know that I was on those NWA records and Dr. Dre and, you know, definitely dealing with Snoop and just just a whole slew of people all over the world. And um, now that I have my autonomy and have my own company, I think the man upstairs was just letting me save best for last, you know. Even if it took 20 Mm -hmm. years for people to open up their eyes and say, wait a minute. It's just like I would compare it to 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 having eight planets in the system. Well, they just found out it was a ninth planet. You know what I'm saying? Right. So in comparison to that, you know, it's a blessing to see the younger generation that, that really do their homework back back when we were making those incredible records to see how did this happen? How did this go about? And it's also it's also a blessing to see the older generation of people our era who really didn't know uh, uh, how much cocaine was involved in a lot of records, you know, and very important records. Right? These are not just little punk records. These are multi-platinum. Right. Some went diamond records, you know. So it's humbling at the same time to be able to see the revelation of some of the greatest MCs you ever want to want to deal with that I had influence and they had influence on me, but I'm able to go ahead and live this long and tell the story from like a disciple point of view to Jesus because yeah. I was there and that's I was dope. a part of those records. And uh, I just, you know, that's the privilege of being around greatness and being able to to carry it on, to, to educate and mentor these kids and hand the baton down to the next generation because that's my whole thing. I meet a lot of cats where I mentor, and it's about your attitude because your attitude determines your altitude. You know what I mean? Right. If you have the right attitude, yeah. try for longevity. You know, you won't be doing some narcissistic running around, want to be like three pockets for five minutes. You know, that's ignorant. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just think uh, true though. Yeah, I just yeah, I just think the man upstairs and of course my beautiful wife who I've been married with uh for twenty nine years, been with thirty four and got eight oh, kids wow. by the same woman. Yeah, by eight kids by the same That's woman. That's so, so dope. I, <laughs> that is no, that so dope. that really that Beautiful. really helped me. Thank you, thank you. That really helped me sustain. And that's one thing I wanna to give to, to all the youngsters out there. You got to have a balance in life. You know what I mean? The illusion of trying to make it all the time, you know what I mean? And following the Jones will be more counterproductive as you sit down, come up with a plan, and then take your ass back to school and learn about it again. And have the approach that, look, if I go to get my PhD, 
I can't expect my PhD to come in a year. I got to put the time in. I got to put the work, and I can't allow distractions to throw my focus off. Once you continue to do that more, everything will start coming into your synergy even more. And those are the things that I like mm-hmm. to, you know, go out and mentor young MCs and people with business that ain't so savvy that it doesn't matter what you don't have right now. It matters where you're going to. And if you do the right things and learn from certain people and experiences, if you're really serious about it, anything you focus on, you will become. Because I didn't have no yeah. plan on becoming, becoming the most featured artist in the world. I just wanted to go ahead and do some great things and be a blessing to the gang. And, of course, number one, feed my family. But then look how God rewards you. You know, he allowed me to persevere through the mm. roughest times, still have my critique and mystery about myself, but at the same time be a voice for so many that really, you know, need to understand why you're here in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just like, you know, speaking to my father the other day, just about, like, you know, the work ethic of this generation. And, you know, like you said, it's just like we you got to stick with it. And, you know, if you focus on something long enough and you work at it, you're diligent, you know what I'm saying, it, it, you, the success will come. But it's like you have to, you got to work at it. And I feel like this generation is so instant, so microwave. You know what I'm saying? Like you want everything now. And you don't want to wait and work for it. So I think yeah. that's a great message, uh, you know what I'm saying, oh, to, to let the the generation know. Um, all right, so I got some fun questions. I don't want to keep you too long because I feel like I could just be, keep talking. But first, mm-hmm. let's talk about your music, you know what I'm saying, Lemonade, all this stuff. I know you've been, um, you know, you're at the Fleet Conference. I'm so sad. I missed it. So upset. Uh, um, but I know you was down there. Yeah, doing your thing. Like, I never miss it. It's always a good time to network, you know, with the DJs and, and everybody that goes down there. Shout out to Classic, of course. Um, so tell us oh, a little yeah. bit about the music you got going on right now. Um, you know, I feel like the sound is, is, is pretty much the same. I think you stayed authentic to that. But, you know what I'm saying, tell the people about, you know, your your, your new music. And uh, I know you're doing some touring and stuff like that. So, yeah, tell us about what's going on now. Well, I have a label, me and my wife have. We've been having it for 10 years. My middle name is Buddy Gong. So, you know, I wanted to call my company Buddy Boy Entertainment. It's a friendly name. It's been going on about 10 years. And and we're a real family-orientated. Uh, we have a real family-orientated business. I got my twin boys, identical twins, 27 years old. They work some of the administration, graphics, art. My daughter sings. Uh, she just got to performing at the Fleet DJ uh, conferences, and uh, they're real, real, real receptive of it. She got a couple things going on, and then I got other artists across, you know, from Arizona to California to Chicago, because I believe in the melting pot, you know, and you know the era where I came from, you know, you had to have you had to have bars. I'm sorry, you couldn't get away. They throw rotten <laughs> tomatoes like the Apollo. You know what I mean? So we came from an era where you had a lot of live instrumentation, music that had substance, relationships, just as well as social conscious, just as well as the gangster shit, so to speak. And that's why I wanted to run my label. So, like, you know, everybody is just really a branch from what I'm doing. I'm the mecca, and that's what I pride myself on, too, you know, as being an elder and having a full metal jacket. To, to be in a real raw position, that's where it's going back to. It's going back to the elements, you know what I mean? Because in my humble opinion, just my opinion, you know, the 70s, the, the 80s, and the 90s, that type of music with the analog sound versus digital, what no comparison. Mm-hmm. And we need to get back to the warm sound and also incorporate some medicine in the food. Just like when you look mm-hmm. about it, and you had self-destruction, you had, we was all in the same game. Yeah, you know, you might have records like Dolomite Pup and, and the message. And, but see, it's like a Marvin Gaye song. He had sexual healing and then he had what's going on. Nowadays, music is perpetuating mostly a negative frequency to where it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, interject, it's not interjecting that balance and it's offset. That's why you have more people getting killed in this era as opposed to our era. 
because music is a frequency and a tone that can alter and change your 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 perceptions in different other things. It's real powerful. A lot of people don't understand. It's like outer space. I, oh, I agree. Yeah. So yes. It's such a big influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pride myself on going back to those those godly instruments that the man upstairs allowed us to create. Going back to the essence of jazz, funk, and soul. You know what I mean? And and taking some less of the gossip out of it, as opposed to putting substance and medicine back in the pool. So when you hear this new project, I just got. I'm always working. I'm always dropping projects because I believe quality and Content is king, not just quality, but if you have them both together, you got an atom bomb. And with these new projects that's coming out, I just dropped one called It's Cocaine Not Limited. It's doing real well. It's independent. I just dropped my Cocaine's Greatest Hits. You can also go, it's, it's serviced to okay. all over the digital outlet stores. And the new album that I'm coming up with, it's not really concentrating on the B-Boy side as opposed to the funk and soul side. I got a single coming out. I'll be servicing you guys this week. I'll send Classic, uh, the DJ Pack. Shout out to my brother, Classic. And this album is called Finger Roll. And everybody know what a finger roll is. I mean, from our era. You know what I'm saying? Most of the sisters know what a finger roll is. And uh, the meaning behind it is just taking you back, but back to the future, so to speak. Okay. And with yeah, it's an incredible composition. When you hear it, it's going to bug you out because it's, it's, it sounds like straight out the 70s, the 80s, but it has a current appeal to it. And I just, you know, just going to continue to do the type of soul music and funk music and put some medicine in the food because at the end of the day, you know, it's much more than just being successful and having an image. You know, I believe that certain music can really alter certain people's lives because that's what we had growing up in your worst hard times. We had those those whispers and those OJ's songs and those Curtis Mayfield songs that made life Yeah, a man, better. some Frankie Beverly and, yeah, yeah it's just like real feel-good music. Better. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I've been fortunate enough to still have my numbers evolve and really be part of the last of a dying breed to reintroduce this type of music that has been missing for a minute. Yeah, that's dope. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be waiting on mine uh, on DJ Pack so I can definitely get it on the show and, and, you know what I'm saying, get people on it because that's that is so important. I was telling somebody the other day just about the the substance of music these days. It's like it's drugs, it's my side chick, it's my side, you know, Nigga, yeah. this is that like it's the messages that's going out. It's like no, you like you, you know, what I'm saying you tearing up the community. <laughs> like we gotta have more shit about like unity and you know what I'm saying. Like just yeah. just more positive things. Like a lot of it really feels negative, and it's like we all want to dance and party and everything, but there's a way to do it also in a positive way, and you know, what I'm saying put positive messages yeah. out there. So, yeah, um, but that's all. Yeah, that's man, all, I'm all for that. That's all the catch twenty two, brother. I mean, sisters. That's all the catch twenty two. These brothers don't know they duped. You know what I mean? Mm. The, the the big powers, the shadow governments, and I don't need to say their names. The, the Bohemian experience, whatever you want to call them, they make money off you. You doing foolishness, and then they purposely set you up so you can possibly get killed and make more money after you die. Yeah. So as an independent, yeah. and, and I'm telling you stuff, I ain't going to go all to kumbaya moment or speak on it, but I will tell you this. You have to watch <laughs> everything and be careful, just like the Pinocchio story. The dude said, come to the circus. You don't have to go to school and everything. So it was it seemed <laughs> fun. But when everybody got to the point in place and the party and eating candy, they turned into what? Jackass. Mm. And see, as an independent, having your own autonomy, it might take you longer, but you'll look back through the years and say, I'm glad I didn't compromise just because I felt like I need to be heard this way because time flies. I can look back 10 years ago, and I was, it seemed like yesterday. So not yeah, everybody's going to listen to it. Not everybody's going to listen to this message. But in nature, it tells us that. And what does nature tell us? 
They just tell us that all sperm cells that are shot up there do not get to the egg. So if you, mm-hmm. if this message resonates to you, then you can birth new ideas and you can keep your creative control without being a porch monkey. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's highs and lows in this game, and and nobody is untouchable in this game. You know what I mean? So you have you have to monetize what you do, especially for business purposes. Because my dad wrote a song years ago with the under. Undisputed truth. It's called smiling faces. Smiling faces, smiling faces, they're alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was my popcorn. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's one thing for me to be here making this type of great music, but it's a whole different can of worms for me to let people know what's going on, and not so much preacher preacher because I believe in increments, feeding them, putting the medicine to food, but that's why we're here for is to, to really hand the baton down of wisdom and to inspire those to continue to to put some substance in your music. Talk about a testimony sometimes. Life ain't all about just diamonds and, and, and a promissory note that has spells on it to say money. You know, life is much right. more than that. And that's something that when we were growing up doing our music, you know what I mean? That's something that we have. But when you look at brothers like Michael Whitney, Marisa Gone, James Brown, it's like they're taking advantage of a soul being gone and, and, and perpetuating that ignorance on purpose. So as an independent, don't compromise. You know what I'm saying? And really, don't sell your soul. Right. You don't, you don't have to, you know. You I'm not saying you to. had to back then, but you don't, you know, it's like you don't have to. You 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 have the opportunity to, you know what I'm saying? To 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 walk in your own light and not be, yeah. you know, influenced. Oh, excuse me. By yeah, look. You know, by the by the negative and stuff. So. I didn't have people. I didn't. I ain't gonna say no company. I didn't have companies offer me a who got substantial money. But you never let a dog lick you in the mouth twice because that usually ups your yeah. optimism. Vision. So in an optimistic way, I turned down a lot of people saying, you crazy. But when I look back six years ago, I just say, look, thank you, God, for just giving me the notion to to, to, to watch everything. You know right, discernment. I think. Yeah, and I think like a lot of, you know, I really hope the, you know, young, especially younger people listening to this interview will like really adhere to that. Because, you know, we young, we'll be like, whatever. If we don't like listening to the elders, even though it's like, you know, they've been through that shit. So it's like, why not listen to them? But, um, yeah. you know, I think it's, it's just like really, it's super important. It's a very important message. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone to, takes heed. They go back to culture. This is our culture. The culture belongs to right. us. Don't think we lost. You know, we haven't lost, man. We can raise our voice, use our platforms to be instrumental in, in affecting culture in a positive way. So we got the control. Time, yeah, <laughs> we we really have more of the control than you know, more than the one percent. Mm-hmm. And I and I think you know, I think it's a shift. You know what I mean? I think it's a shift, it's a paradigm shift, so to speak. And it's gonna take a minute, but now we're starting to identify with social conscious messages and things that are happening on the landscape that is not matching the music. And there's a lot of things that are going on with this correctional facility, a lot of things going on in the air, poison in the water, not just in Detroit, poison in the plastic in the food. You barely can eat fish because mm-hmm. of radioactive contamination. It's a lot of things, man, that, that you mean to tell me all you can do is just talk about how much money you you got and you just killed niggas? No, that's unrealistic. Right, that's get creative with your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's a slavery like condition that has been put up on us to, to mentally control you like a Manchurian candidate. So the ways you get mm-hmm. out of it is just disassociate yourself from things that 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 is a repetitive pattern. Because the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing, even pattern, expecting different that's results won't right, happen. Right. You know, so yeah. be the one to get to the be the one to get to the egg, so you can birth a lot of ideas. <laughs> okay, 
I'm gonna have to take that um that uh, uh sound bite. <laughs> All right. Um I have fun ones ask you some fun questions. I think they're fun. Uh and then, you know, saying so we'll go ahead and wrap it up. But um uh-huh. the first one is well, I just want you to finish the sentence. So the first one is I hate it when I hate it when white folks say Jesus is white. <laughs> I ain't heard that one before. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, why? <laughs> I mean, I don't even say, like, why, because it's obvious, you know, he was black. I don't know what the hell. But, you know, they always trying to the whitewash everything, you know. Well, so, and that's not a racist comment. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what's that again? That's not a racist or prejudice comment. That's no. Actually true. It, it really is. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very true. Uh, yeah, you may describe me like, what? How can he be white? Y'all don't make no sense. But, um, yeah. all right. So the next one, and I don't know how this will apply. But, <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one is finished sentence. I love a woman who... Oh, man, I love a woman who's not a snuggle. No. <laughs> Wait, you said snuggle? Yeah, snuggle. I think that's oh. true. <laughs> okay. Oh, like your wife is right. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's huh? very romantic. I like, I like being romantic. I like it when a woman is very romantic. Okay. Also, sir. All right. Um, so I know you're going on tour. Um, I know well, I know you're doing some shows. Tell the people are there any uh what shows you got coming up and uh, you know, well, where are you gonna be at? Where can they catch you at? Well, I'll be in Oklahoma. Hopefully they don't have a windstorm down there. Oh, sure. And uh <laughs> we'll be down there. We're doing the hemp fest with my partner, Scott McKinley. And uh, I'll be doing a lot of festivals, uh one of the other festivals I'll be doing is with Snoop Dogg, actually a Snoopadelic. And then me and Sugar Free okay. got a couple of shows coming up. You know, you heard of Sugar Free. We're from the same territory, Pomona, California. Yes, I'll be, by, by next week, I'll be putting on a list of the different territories and regions where I'll be at. And if you come to our show, you're going to have a good time and prepare to lose your voice to sing all them classics because we party, y'all. We make you feel it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know how the West Coast do. Uh, so, all right. So, well, tell people where they can find you, your social media and all that good stuff, so they can follow you on there and keep up with everything you got going on. Okay. If you are trying to get at me, you know, everybody know I do hooks, come to the source. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do practically every month. You can reach me at on my Twitter at cocaineofficial, that's spelled at K-O-K-A-N-E official, or you can reach me on my Instagram at Jerry B. Long, using my real name, J-E-R-R-Y-E as a basketball, L-O-N-G, or you can go to my Facebook page, Cocaine, or Jerry B. Long, or Jerry Long as well. Uh, I tend not to try to dabble in 50 million other uh, social networks, but those three general ones you can hit me at. Also, you can go visit my site um, at buddyboyent.com. You spell it B-U-D-E as in Eric, B-O-Y-E-N-T.com. That way you can see all the artists that I got under my label, my movement, everything you want is at that site. And stay tuned for the new project, Finger Roll. It's going to be a doozy. And uh, we're going to keep it funky like your grandma monkey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now, real quick, for, is there, do you want to give, like, I know there's producers out there. I know uh, my people, music, my shows, you know, want to work with you. Or Is there any way, can they hit you up there? Or is there an email that you have for people to send you beats or um, artists that may want to get on the label is the best way to reach you on the social media? Yes, that's the best way. You okay. know, and this, this is for all independent artists. 
you know, uh, me and Classic, who's a dope producer, as well as being the president yeah. of the DJs, we also got beats and hooks already done, tailor-made for any artist. So any artist out there that just don't want the hook, want, want everything, they pie cake eat it too, we have made it ready for you. And um, nice. stay on the lookout, man. Like I said, if anybody needs one of these classic funky hooks from the most featured artists in the world, Man, hit me up. I'm easy to talk to. We keep it humble with the business. Go to the round table and put make them classic. That's all. So if you want to get at me, okay. it ain't hard to find. <laughs> all right. Y'all heard it here. Uh, DJ Nia Boone, the Boom Show, Cocaine. Before you go, just I want to, and I, I got this theme song I want to put on for everybody that you did for the fleet. Okay. Uh, definitely appreciate that. But before you go, if you could just give me a, a drop and, and go ahead and um, and say intro to the theme song. So whenever you're ready, just let people know you, you know, you with DJ Nia Boom, the Boom Show, and let them know about your new project coming out and, uh, you know what I'm saying, that they're about to check out the this, this theme song you did. All right. What it is, what so it is, y'all. Tell me when you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> This, this is legendary partner, Cocaine, a.k.a. the most featured artist in the world. And you're tuned in to Nia Boom, the Boom Show. Keep it locked right here and keep it funky like your grandma monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> I ain't never cool? heard nobody say that. <laughs> that was dope. That was dope. Yeah, I say. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to get this joint on for the people. But uh, is there anything else you want to share with us before you get out of here? Anything you want to tell the people maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about? Uh, whatever you do in life, you know, I don't care what walk of life, whatever business you're in, make sure you keep God and family first. And um, everything else comes um, after that, you know. Take care of yourselves, you know what I mean? And, uh you know, try to smile every day. Don't stress out. Don't worry. Ain't nothing. You ain't going to have one hour to your life worrying. And uh, keep it locked right here. And God bless everybody on your journey. All right. And I don't know why the song ain't in here like it's supposed to be. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't know how these technical difficulties sometimes they happen. Um, But, yeah, man, so we're going to get this on. Just give me... Two seconds and um, get this theme song on. But like I said um, before, thank you so much for you know what I'm saying kicking it with me tonight and sharing sharing the goodness. I definitely appreciate it and had a lot of you know what I'm saying a lot of jewels that you share with us. And like I said, I know classic gonna blast it out to all the DJs. But uh, anything Uh-oh. you know what I'm saying you want to send me, I definitely uh, will support that and uh, oh, I support your, your movement. God bless you, and may the Lord continue to have favor on you when you get a chance. Go ahead and drop your number on my DM so I can stay in contact and give you first okay, dab. Okay, no doubt. It's about to come out. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. I definitely right. will, and uh, I need this to hurry up and load. But, um, yeah, man, so I guess we'll just don't want to say in the meantime. <laughs> Uh, so it, it load up here But like I said Thank you so much And uh, you have a good night Until next time I'll, I'll be uh, Until next in touch. time Alright 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 No doubt <laughs> Yeah check out this day's loaf No fear DJ Nia Bone The Boom Show You know how I do
Just where you start. DJ, breaking records for 